Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church located in Katy, Texas. If you're in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing that faith with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message. God bless your week. Grace, mercy, and God's never-ending peace be yours in abundance today as you consider the powerful, precious truth Teach all nations about grace alone. So today, everyone, I am very happy that we have a guest with us, Jonah, son of Amittai, a world missionary, coming to tell us all about his time as a world missionary. Let's give him a round of applause, okay? There we go. All right. Thank you, everyone. I'm Jonah. And... I know you probably don't know a lot about me. I'm the son of Amittai, a world missionary from years gone by. And you probably heard about one thing regarding me, and that has something to do with the inside of a fish for three days. I would not recommend that as your next weekend getaway vacation, for sure. But what I'd like to tell you today is that my life really is less about what happened in that three days in the fish and more about how God brought me around. Man, I was a mess and a train wreck, not listening to his command, and he saved me. The the stuff I was doing, the way I was thinking, he should have sent me immediately into hell. Just like that, but but he didn't because our God operates by grace alone. And I hope that that's the message you get from me telling you about my world mission experience here. So here's how it all started. The Lord told me, Jonah, Jonah, the prophet for Israel, to go to this far-off place, Nineveh, in the country of Assyria, to teach them about God's Word. And I didn't want to go. It wasn't so much that I was lazy. It wasn't so much that I had a big project in Israel that I just couldn't leave at the time. It's, quite frankly, it's just I did not want to go because I hated those people. I had heard stories about what they were doing to become the next world power. They'd act real sweet and nice when they showed up with their army and say, just surrender, wait, raise the white flag, and become our servants, and your life will get so much better. You'll have more money than ever before. You'll have peace like never before. We'll charge you just a little bit of taxes. Who knows, maybe your taxes will even go down. And then you'll retire, and it'll be great. Come on, just surrender. And if you said yes, well, they would be talking out of both sides of their mouth, and so then they would take over and oppress you. And if you said no, then it'd be even worse. The stories I've heard about the things that they were doing to people who actually didn't surrender, it just makes my skin crawl, makes the chills go up my spine, And because there's younger ears in the crowd, you should ask me about that later during Bible study and not right now. I'll tell you more about stuff they were doing. So anyway, when God tells me to go there and preach the word to them, I was like, no! You know how nasty they are? You know how terrible they are? You know how how deceptive and lying they are? No, I am not going. I quiet quitted on God 
I didn't tell him that. I just got on a ship for Spain, thousands of miles that way, as far away from Nineveh and Assyria as I could get. Really, as I reflect, that's when God should have sent me to hell. Right there, I was just being so defiant to him. But instead of sending that, he sent a storm. And then he sent a fish, my chauffeur, back to shore, because we were a good ways out there in the water. And then the fish spit me out at, at God's command, and he told me again, go to Nineveh. Preach the word to those people. So I went, but I didn't like it. Well, there was one, there was one part that I kind of liked. I liked going to Nineveh and saying, God is going to destroy you for your sinfulness. And I was sure it was going to happen, and I couldn't wait to watch it. I enjoyed telling them about the impending doom. And after I had done that, I went up on a hill, and I crossed my arms, and I waited for the fire and brimstone to come down on heaven on all these people, watch them squirm like they'd make someone else, so many other people squirm and suffer. And then my worst nightmare happened. They repented. And God forgave them. And my rage went from sort of keeping under wraps, sort of not, to boiling mad. Listen to how this conversation then happened between me and God. You can read it in my book, Jonah chapter 3, verse 10 through chapter 4. When God saw what they did, that is the Ninevites, and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and he did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. But to Jonah, this seemed very wrong. And he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? That is what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. Man, I was yelling at him. I knew that you were a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. I really was so messed up, I thought it would be better for me to die than to watch the Ninevites live. But the Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry? He sent me a thought-provoking question. Instead of sending me to hell now for probably at least the tenth time, he should have done that. But he didn't. Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head to ease his discomfort, and Jonah was very happy about the plant. And I'm telling you, that thing was awesome. It like tripled my shade, at least. It was great. Very comfy place to watch the destruction of those jerks. But at dawn, the next day, not even a day later, God provided a worm, which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind. And the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint 
He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. See, I was still there. Wishing I was dead. That'd be better than the Ninevites living. And in, in addition to the storm and the fish and the command, God also sent this plant, but then a worm and a scorching wind. And I was still just so mad, I couldn't even think straight. God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said. I'm so angry, I wish I was dead. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. Big picture, not that big a deal, really. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh? in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left, and also many animals? You see, the Lord was teaching me about my heart. He was teaching me that, why did I care so much about this plant? And I didn't even do the work of planting the seed or cultivating it to grow. All I did was enjoy the awesome shade. I did nothing else. Why was I so happy about that and cared so much about that but so angry and didn't care at all about these eternal souls? That's what he was trying to teach me. The plant comes and goes. All of them do. But souls last forever in either heaven with peace and victory in Jesus for eternity or in hell, eternal disaster. The Lord was trying to teach me about how much he cared about eternal souls and that his message of grace alone was for each and every single one of them, irregardless of what they had done or not done in their life. And he was also trying to teach me about his love and care for my soul, irregardless of what I had done or not done, whether I had listened to him or not during my life. The lesson hit home. It took me a while to work through it. And I certainly still had periods of battling cynicism, bitterness, anger, unforgiveness the rest of my life because I had a sinful nature until the rest of my life just like you. And yet, I was ready to teach all nations about God's grace alone, first and foremost because I had experienced it. So if there's one thing I want to tell you today, I guess it would be that. That you keep perspective on grace alone for all people, even those you think don't deserve it. Because the bottom line, cold facts are, none of us deserve it. And the better you can keep that perspective by owning your own sin and then appreciating how unfair God has been with you, that he gives you grace instead of what your sins deserve the better off you'll be to be a servant for him for the rest of your life, as well as the more pleasant your life will be for crying out loud. When you have a grudge and you're not serving the Lord and you know it, you're miserable, really. So, that's my encouragement for you today. Thank you for having me. Let's give Jonah a round of applause. All right. So hopefully that helps you put 
the life of Jonah into a little bit different perspective. It really is the whole book. The, the fish part is just a tiny little part. And it's not even the main part. The main part is God dealing with Jonah's heart. And as we listen to Jonah and his history, and as we consider our own heart with an objective view instead of a me-first slanted view, which is usually the way we look at everything, we can't help it. We're me-first people. The best approach is to have where Jonah got in the end. To say, never mind someone else's sin. What about mine? Where have I been cynical of God? Where have I been less than loving? Where have I been bitter? Where have I been letting my anger handle me instead of handling my anger in a way that would honor God? When have I ranked my sin as almost nothing and someone else's sin as reaching the heavens? When have I been angry at God for being unfair with his grace, totally forgetting about how pleasant and beautiful that is? Because it, of course, means he's unfair with his grace to me. So, as we think about Jonah and God's word today, let's all think about how comforting, really, it is to own your sin, all of it, drop it at the cross of Christ, and know that he forgives you. Know that teaching all nations, first of all, includes you. You're a part of all nations. And God wants you to be taught about his grace. And then you'll have a healthy perspective. Instead of being cynical, you'll be thankful. Instead of being bitter and boiling, you'll have peace. And instead of being always kind of agitated and afraid, you'll have confidence to live as Jesus wants you to live, to teach all nations, because that command starts with you and then extends, God's grace extends then through you to anyone and everyone you can find. God bless us all as we do that. Filling out our pledge cards, those of us who will do that during this anniversary month. Reflecting on our 25th anniversary as a congregation with joy, years gone by. Excitement for years coming up. And a beautiful present that we live under his grace alone. Amen. We know your time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. If you're enjoying this podcast, would you be so kind as to click to follow our show and give us a five-star rating? That's a quick and easy way to help us get the message of truth out to more people. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.